0: And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. Rachel Olivia. That's us. That's us. You know what I just realized? Oh no. What? In our last podcast episode, we didn't even like introduce ourselves. No. Well, consider this an introduction again. Hi. Yes. I'm Olivia. I'm Rachel. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, We're joking. I'm Rachel. I'm Olivia. Oh goodness. <laughs> We're off to a great start. I know, right? Okay, Rachel, I have a fun little question to start us off with. Okay, what is your summer song? Mm. Oh, she's ready. I am ready. Um, okay, well, let me just, like, first preface and say, I there's so many different types of music that I like. Okay. But I would say the types of music that I like aren't, the, like, the traditional types of music that people like. Incredible. <laughs> Good. So... We love you know, some, girl. <laughs> some of my like top well, I like I love I grew up on Christian and worship music, the CCM scene, K Love, K Love, totally. Like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for K Love, <laughs> straight up, um, like old K Love, uh huh, anyways, yeah, um, but also I love like folksy music, I also love oldies, like. 60s 70s anyways so all that to say there's a, a wide range but i would say right now i've been listening to a lot of classic country music classic and like some classic racial listening- like <laughs> classic country <laughs> some girl boss classic country music like <laughs> dolly parton vibes but i'd have to say my summer song is maybe it. Is, wait what's it called maybe it was memphis <laughs> pam tillis Oh my goodness! Did you know I was born in Memphis? I, I had actually no idea. You didn't know that? Well, it's fitting that's your favorite song. It is, and and, and the lyrics say maybe it was Memphis, maybe it was Southern summer nights. So, well, maybe we just take a road trip to Memphis, uh, like a twenty-nine up, hour. Road I've been missing, trip. and I think why is I've I've been missing missing Tennessee so much. Tennessee is one of my favorite places in the world, and wow. so. I I've been I would love to like be in Nashville for this entire summer. And yes, mm-hmm. I know Nashville and Memphis are <laughs> two Memphis very different is places. this is hometown, but so it's still good yeah. Anyways, Olivia, how about you? What's your summer song? Okay, mine is gonna make me sound like a nerd. I'm a musical theater nerd. What? So just yeah, my summer song for some reason, especially whenever I get in my car, I'm like mm, Let me listen to the Jet song from West Side Story. Yeah, you're really gonna have to explain this one because I don't understand it. (laughs) I I don't really understand it either, but all I know is I was checking out from school and me and my sweet roommate, we just kept listening to full Broadway soundtracks as we cleaned, because I guess there was no other way to do it, which is true, and really got stuck on the Jet song from West Side Story. Can you sing us a- No. Sorry guys, I tried. <laughs> she really tried. You can go listen to your, yourself. You can go watch the new adaption on Disney Plus. Oh, just a little plug. Is it good? For that. I like it. I don't think I've seen it. I haven't watched the old one though, so that's <gasps> that's I know what. I'm bad. I'm sorry, guys. Don't worry. I will educate and culture, Miss Olivia. No, just kidding. Um, that's that's fun. I like that. It's the Broadway musical. You're having a Nashville summer. And I'm having a New York summer. That's cute. That's adorable. Cute for us. You know what summer both of us could have? What? A a Philippi summer. Oh, that was (laughs) such a bad transition. (laughs) Oh, well, welcome back to Philippians. (laughs) We're back in chapter one as Rachel tried to segue us into it poorly. That was so, I think that was an awesome segue. Yeah, welcome to our Philippi summer. Our summer in Philippi. You thought we were in Nashville or New York. No, no, no. We're in Philippi. We're in Philippi. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) uh, last time we just like really slowly worked through uh, this greeting that we see Paul gives Uh, the church in Philippi, um, and then this Thanksgiving in prayer. And uh, now we're going to move on to talk a little bit more about, we mentioned it last time, but Paul is actually in prison as he's writing this letter. And he makes sure that he talks about it. And he, um, you know, there's some importance there. So uh, with that, Olivia... Would you mind reading for us? We're going to start, um, we're in, yeah, chapter 1, verse 12. How far do you want me to go, Rage? Um, yeah, I say let's go all the way to 20. All the way to 20. Let's go. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard, and to all the rest, that my imprisonment is for Christ. only that in every way, whether than in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ that this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Wow, there's a lot there. That's some good stuff. Okay, Rachel, as I was reading it, yep. What what's sticking out to you immediately? Yeah, I think just this overall sense that for Paul, the absolute most important thing is the gospel. Hmm. And um, yeah, I'll just I'll just dive right in. That uh, we talked about this um, last week, even that he starts out this letter giving thanks, um, and praying for the church in Philippi. And we're like, that's kind of weird. He's literally in prison right now. And he goes on to like, just directly address that. Mm. Um, and he says, what has happened to me actually advanced the gospel? Um, and I, I just like, I love that sentiment. And I just wonder what would look different in our lives if we really had this mindset of gospel importance in everything that we do? Mm. But more than that, like everything that happens to us, like what if it, in every circumstance that comes our way, we truly thought of it in terms of the gospel um, that we asked the Lord to open our eyes to say, you know what, this is hard, there is suffering here, but I mm. see. That the gospel is being proclaimed because of this, and what if we were able to take that and say, "Praise God!" Hmm. Like that is so, um, yeah. That's just so different from even what like our what we want to do. Like that's not like our our initial yeah. um, desire when the suffering comes along to to see the good in it, to see like what God is doing to to hmm. further the gospel in that but I think that's the main thing in this that sticks out to me is just like, Paul really wants the gospel to go forward. He doesn't care what happens to him. He doesn't even care hmm. if the preachers have false motives or correct yeah. motives. All he cares about is that the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached. Hmm. I love that. I think I think we see such a confidence and in bold, in boldness in Paul here. And when I was studying this, I just saw... A lot of commentators going suffering breeds boldness to speak the word without fear and and speaking the word of God from goodwill is out of love so preaching the gospel there's like a boldness that comes after suffering like Mm -hmm. I think you get this thicker skin when you walk through hard things that okay I can preach the gospel in the face of this now because of that thing that happened to me in the past like the Lord has built me up and strengthened me in that. Um, and I love that he's bold to speak the word without fear in verse 14. Um, I just think about how many times I can be afraid to speak truth boldly. Or I can... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's scary, too. Um, but I love that Paul... And we also have an example of Paul, I think... Hold, please. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 2 where paul was weak and was fearful and was trembling yeah like i i think we too need to back it up and be like paul did not start out as this like firecracker on fire for the lord and was as bold as can be like paul had his moments of trembling and fear and like even in second corinthians he was like had to apologize for his like tearful letter that he sent to them where he didn't say all the right things like in Paul, there was growth that needed to take place too. But we see now at this pinnacle of Paul in prison, he has such confidence. He's walked through so much life with the Lord, where now he's like, I don't care who I'm telling it to. I don't care if it convicts them a little bit or a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to preach the gospel. Yeah. That's really good. And I like, take heart in that, that Mm -hmm. like the apostle Paul wasn't, automatically there like we're never Mm -hmm. like automatically like these bold vessels for the gospel um but simultaneously that should be the goal that should Mm -hmm. be the desire and that that should be like what what we're working towards through the grace and the power and strength of Christ Jesus in our lives and in our hearts um Mm -hmm. but yeah there is definitely like this boldness in Proclaiming the gospel, and um, I especially love this language of like, I will not be ashamed about anything. Um, Mm -hmm. We, Olivia, and I were talking right before we started recording actually, that um, anyone who's sitting in prison, there's like a connotation of like, there should be shame with that. There Mm -hmm. should, like, anyone in prison would probably feel ashamed to be in that place, whether or not they deserved to be there. Um, But Paul says, like, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. Um, And something that I was thinking through as um, I've been reading over Philippians these past few months is that um, we might feel like this is not applicable to us because we're, like, especially here in America, we're not facing... um, possibility of of going to prison for um for preaching and proclaiming um the gospel of jesus christ like that isn't what we're facing um but i will say i think what i see is that um being a christian and actually being all in for your faith is becoming increasingly less cool Mm -hmm. it's becoming increasingly less of the social norm and um i just want to encourage listeners that um I think the way that we apply this to where we're at now is um what would it look like to be like i'm not ashamed about anything mm-hmm. in sharing the gospel yeah. when i'm in a social setting like mm-hmm. yeah we're not worried about imprisonment we're not worried about um, like a physical danger that, that we we might be in, but there's this social aspect and there's this social danger. And I, and to be really honest, like, it's hard for all of us to, to like work past that. Like we all want to be accepted. We all want to, um, fit in with, with those around us. Um, but I think that that's what the encouragement is here for us today of like, what steps do we need to take to say, hey, I'm not ashamed of the gospel and I will live my life in a way that proves and shows that I am not ashamed of what Jesus Christ has done in my life. Go off, Rachel. Okay. Okay. That was so good. Um, I. Sorry, you just got to hide your scroll up. Um, I also think there is such this tone of Paul acknowledging the sovereignty of God over his situation yeah. and where he's at. Um, and I think, like, that's for you, too. Remember God's sovereign power over whatever situation you find yourself in. God um, God was able to use Paul in prison not only to write Philippians, but also Ephesians and Colossians. Like, his time of suffering was not wasted. Um, and that's a reminder for you, too, that God will never waste your time and suffering no matter what that looks like for you or um whatever you might walk through this summer whatever hard things you might need to take time to process with the lord he's not gonna waste any of it um but sometimes we waste it by not seeking his purpose within it yeah um so what is our purpose our common passion should be the furtherance of the gospel yeah at the end of the day we are here to proclaim the gospel and bring glory to christ and so even in suffering, um, just an encouragement, trust that God is sovereign over whatever your Pauline prison <laughs> looks like yeah. in, or whatever your day-to-day looks like. If When like little things happen throughout your day, like are you trusting that God is already sovereign over your day, that he has already gone before you and walked through your whole day already, and now he's going to walk through it with you? Yeah. I also just want to say like while we're talking about this while we're talking about like the advancement of the gospel it is the most loving thing in the world that we can do to share the gospel with those around mm. us um it's like if um somebody's like locked in a room and you have the key to get them out but like you choose to keep it to yourself you let yourself out but you're Mm -hmm. not you're not gonna let your friend who like you spend time with who who you who who you love like you hold that key you possess that key you have the ability to share that key um, mm-hmm. in, in the analogy, it's the gospel with those around you. And so I just want to encourage you, like, let's reframe even how we think about the gospel. Like, mm-hmm. Sharing the gospel is the most loving thing that we can do for mm-hmm. those around us because it's giving the people that we truly love and care about a way to find the light, a way mm-hmm. to find grace, a way to find hope. And the call isn't to be a street evangelist you don't have to do it in that way. Like, God uses people in that way. But I just, the question that I would ask a listener is, what are you doing in your relationships with people who don't know the Lord hmm. to help walk them towards the ability to make a decision about hmm. the gospel for themselves? Well, and two, with those you are trying to share the gospel with, are you living it out so they see it? Yeah. Um, well, amen. And it doesn't have to be easy to be fruitful. It's yeah. not going to be easy most of the time. And I even think about friends that I have who are not believers. I think they sense something different, and that's what makes it enticing for them. They are more curious, and they are more open to questions and to conversation when they see someone actually living different in front of them. So I encourage you, like as you share the gospel, live out the gospel Live out being different. Live out being set apart, even though it's uncomfortable in this cultural moment. Yeah, it's not cool, like Rachel said earlier, to be all in for the gospel, but it will get people's attention when you are living out the gospel. Yeah, that's great. And I just, I, lo- I just want to point right back to scripture that um, Paul says, "My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with all courage." christ Mm. will be highly honored in my body whether by life or death and that's Mm. like yes like let's not be ashamed but how do we not be ashamed it's by allowing christ to be honored Mm. in everything that we do and yes it takes courage Mm. like it says with all courage It, it takes a boldness that we have to honestly like we have to ask the holy spirit to like give that to us it's Mm -hmm. it's not a a courage and a strength of our own you can't do it by yourself (laughs) amen um but the goal ultimately is that christ is honored Hmm. in all that we do by sharing and living out the Mm -hmm. gospel and that's where we have this this beautiful dependence and helper in the holy spirit yeah like he is the one that will empower us and that will strengthen us in courage um I think often we leave out this third person of the Trinity, but he is here and he is active and he will sustain us as we preach the gospel. He will be the one to strengthen you and give you all courage um, to live out the gospel as well. Yeah. That's great. Real quick, before we move on to the next section, the only other thing that I just want to point out from here is, uh, we kind of glazed over this a little bit, but Paul talks about that there are these different people who are preaching the gospel, Mm -hmm. and some of them are from um, bad motives, and some of them are from pure motives, and Paul says that he doesn't care because the the gospel is being preached, and Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the main things, especially for women at CCU, we talk a lot about our personal ministry. I think that this is something that um, is really important to us that Paul says, there is no competition in ministry. Mm. He rejoices that the gospel is being preached. Mm -hmm. And so often even women in ministry were like, territorial over Mm -hmm. what the Lord has given us. And, um, I just, I think that there can be a really powerful mind, uh, mindset change that, um, we are partners together for the gospel and mm-hmm. we will rejoice whenever the gospel is preached, no matter what the motives are behind it. Mm-hmm. And no matter what the motives are behind it, the Lord will still use it because it is the gospel. Yeah. So we can have full rest that <laughs> even if there's things that feel questionable to us about their motives or how they're doing it, it's still going to be used because God will never let his words fall without being used. Yeah. Okay, Olivia, what do you think? Can I read the next section? Yes, we can do it. We can finish chapter one, I believe. <laughs> Olivia and I <laughs> questioned whether or not we could get this done, but I believe in us. Okay, here goes Nothing. For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which one I should choose. I am torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake since i am persuaded of this i know that i will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that because of my coming to you again your boasting in christ jesus may abound just one thing as citizens of heaven live your life worthy of the gospel of christ then whether i come and see you or am absent I will hear about you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, not being uh, frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation. And this is from God. For it has been granted to you on Christ's behalf, not only to believe in him, but also to to suffer for him, Mm -hmm. since you are engaged in the same struggle that you saw I had, and now hear that I have. Mm -hmm. Olivia, what stands out to you? I remember when I first was sitting in this text, uh, something we encouraged you in the last episode last week was to really ask questions of Scripture, ask the Lord questions. And one question that I had is, what does it mean to make my life worthy of the gospel? Like, mm-hmm. that sounds like such a very Christianized term, and thank you, Paul, love it, but how do I practically do this? How do I practically live that out? And just five things that I saw were um, making your life worthy of the gospel means living your life in unity, Yep. living your life in faith, living life with a lack of fear, um, suffering for the sake of the gospel, and engaged in suffering with faith. Um, and so... That was a question I had. So that's so good, Olivia. Thanks and that, for sharing that. So ask the questions. Be curious because um, when I did ask the Lord that question, He did pull those things to mind for me as I was reading it. Yeah. Um, and I also just want to point out that exactly what Olivia did, she just asked a question, and then she went right back to Scripture mm-hmm. and everything that she just said. That list of five. That is. That is what. Paul says here, and so yes, like reading our Bibles can be so confusing, but I just want to encourage you that as we ask questions, like sometimes we'll even find the answer right in the text in front of us. So thanks for pulling that out, Olivia. Well, and sometimes when you ask a question, I think you can look at scripture with fresh eyes. Then you got this thing off your mind. You're like, okay, well, now that's the question I'm actually gonna go look for as I'm reading this. Yeah. Um, and so I also love, and I think you want to talk about this a lot too, Rachel. <laughs> is um, for me to live as Christ and to, got, to die is gain. Whoa! Mm. And we definitely like Hobby Lobby eyes this. <laughs> like this is a magnet on people's fridges yeah. somewhere in America, and it's on a pillow. Like, but there's power here. So do you want to talk about that? Because I think yeah, I would. I, I would <laughs> absolutely love to talk about that. And I actually think like it directly. Connects. There's a reason why this section is all together, um, like that Paul is writing this one after one after the other, um, because in in 27, my translation reads as citizens of heaven, and um, that I I see like a lot um, within this text of like there are two options here hmm. of like, hey, who are you a citizen of, like, hmm. which kingdom do you belong to? And I think that's a question that like, we all have to ask ourselves, like, mm-hmm. are we citizens of heaven? Or are we citizens of the world? And, you know, we, it's something that I think each of us individually, like, have to wrestle with, like, what what does that mean to be a citizen of heaven? What does that mean to be a citizen of the world? And, and again i think we see it right here a citizen of heaven lives a life worthy of the gospel and mm-hmm. i would go back to those five things even that olivia pointed out um and so we get that in 27 but right before that paul is saying for me to live is christ and to die it's gain and again i think we see paul's thought process here of like there are two specific options he has chosen a citizen of heaven mm-hmm. he says that is who I am, that is the the kingdom that I belong to. And so his only two options is to live or to die. Hmm. And he um he quantifies those by saying, like, to die is gain. And what he means by that, it isn't this like depressing, like, um it's not morbid, it's yeah, it's not, it's not a morbid death, it is a longing to be with Christ. Mm. It is a pure understanding of the gospel that if he were to die, he would be with Christ. Sin and, and death would be no more. Like, it's, mm. it's a joyful longing for death to be with Christ. And it feels so opposite. And that's because it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what Jesus Christ does in our life. He makes the things that are supposed to be dark, the things that are supposed to be scary, and he turns them and, and mm. puts hope into them. Mm. There's so many times like where we think of death as this scary, like, what is this? I don't like I'm afraid to die, but when we understand what Christ has done for us and when we put our faith in Christ, death, there's so much hope in death mm. because that is when we are reunited with Christ. So that's option one for Paul and option two for Paul is to live. And he he recognizes that the only way that he lives is because of Christ, that like Christ has sustained him. Like he, I see this as, as Paul being like, this is a gift. Like my life is a gift. Um, But right after he says, um, for me to live is Christ to die is gain. He says, now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me. Hmm. And so this life and this living that is this other option, it's not this apathetic life. It's not um, a life of frittering away. It, It is a purposeful life driven by Jesus Christ to share the gospel, to work in the kingdom, and um, as we talked about in the the last episode, to abide in Christ, so that there can be fruit in our lives, so that um, Jesus can can produce something from us and and from our living. It's not a meaningless life that we live once we know Christ. Mm-hmm. It is it is a purpose driven and hopeful life that we have. Um, and so I think like there is so much here. This is one of my absolute favorite verses of like the Bible <laughs> ever. Anyways. Um, thank you for unpacking that for Yeah, so well. I I also just wanna add, I I think there's almost this confirmation in my spirit and, and knowing what kingdom I'm part of when things are happening in life and I think I just can't wait for eternity. I can't yeah. wait for that like what Revelation says for tears to be no more, for every tear to be wiped away. Um and for life to look different um, and I think that's what brokenness in this world is to point us to is this complete satisfaction that we will have an eternity with Christ this this is something to long for and um, like in the Greek it says like Paul is panting and longing for this um, so I also just want to encourage you that if when things feel unsettled on this earth yes they are and they're not going to be complete till eternity when all things are made right. Um, so allow that to point you back to Christ. Allow the brokenness in this world to remind you that this place is not your home and that you have somewhere far better to live for eternity. Yeah, Olivia, as you're talking, I was thinking about this song. Um, it's a beautiful song. It's it's by Matthew West. Um, it's called The Reason for the World. But the lyrics say... Maybe the reason for the pain is so that we would pray for strength. And maybe the reason for the strength is so that we would not lose hope. And maybe the reason for our hope is so that we could face the world. And the reason for the world is to make us long for home. Hmm. Um, Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, right. full circle. Um, and I also just want to say, like, what what you were saying of like having this certainty of what kingdom that you're in. I just want to say to the listener right now, if you're if you're sitting here questioning, I don't know if I'm a citizen of heaven, and I don't know if I'm a citizen of the world. Like that's okay. You can make that decision right now, mm-hmm. and um, that is what salvation is. And mm-hmm. um, if you put your faith. In, in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like right now, you can have certainty that you are a citizen of heaven. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, too, that if you have chosen to put your faith in Christ, if you are a, a citizen of heaven, then let your life reflect that. Exactly what we were talking about, like let your life um, be worthy of the gospel mm-hmm. and there's a quote on, um, from Enduring Word, um, the commentary on this section, that says In sad contrast, many Christians have not yet come to the place where it is a certainty that they will bear fruit for the kingdom of God with their life. And mm. again, I just want to encourage the listener that you can make that choice right now, mm. that if you are a citizen of heaven, you can make the choice. That your life will be used to bear fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit for help in that. Ask God to come into your life. Tell your community. Work with those ar- around you. Reach out to us. Like we mm-hmm. we would love to walk walk alongside you with that. But just an encouragement in those things. If you if you do question where you're at, um, and and who you are a citizen of. Mm-hmm. I love that change change can be for you right now and even if even if you feel dry too like if if your time with the lord right now feels dry if you don't feel um as on fire for christ as maybe paul is in this letter like ask the lord to fuel that like ask the lord to reignite that passion in your heart to be um all in for the gospel ask him to and be careful with this one. This is a bold prayer. Ask him like, to reveal the things that are making you comfortable and complacent in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that is not a fun prayer to pray <laughs> because he will answer it. Um, I think Rachel and I both can attest to when you pray that. He will, he will dig up things and he will... That is one prayer the <laughs> Lord seems to answer a lot. He, he seems to answer that one because I think... He wants the gospel to be furthered, so he's not going to let his people who are preaching it to remain complacent. He wants them to be so rooted in Christ that they can't say to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. Boom. Like, done deal. And and then you can be those, those five things again, like unity, faith, lacking fear, suffering for his sake, and engaged in faith while suffering. Um, so... Maybe this summer, as you have time to sit with the Lord, maybe pray that prayer if you, if you feel bold enough to ask him, Lord, like, what do I need to do to live more on fire for the gospel? How can I do that with you? And reveal to me the things in my heart that are blocking that. Yeah. And just an encouragement, too, that the Apostle Paul, like, mm-hmm. who we look up to so much in our faith, At the end of this section um when he says for it has been granted to you on christ's behalf not only to believe in him but also to suffer for him Mm -hmm. since you are engaged in the same struggle that you saw i had and now hear that i have and this struggle um enduring word commentary um as as we mentioned that's one that we we like to use a lot that this suffering or that this struggle is just the struggle to walk daily with the Lord mm-hmm. that Paul says like, hey, I struggle with this too. Mm-hmm. You have seen that I struggle with this and, and you you hear that even now there is struggle in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he like, in so he like spends this whole time encouraging believers and he says, don't worry, I, I'm like struggling with you. And so I just hope that's encouraging to all of us that it's okay when we struggle because we are in great company. <laughs> we are in great company. So, struggle well <laughs> in yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Question it. Um, ask the Lord to reveal things to you. Um, and yeah, just always such a good reminder. Don't put these people of Scripture on a pedestal of perfection. I think of that, especially with Paul. You know, he wrote so much of the New Testament, but he... It was just like us. He was also trying to figure out how to live this life. And in this situation, he's trying to figure out how to live out this faith in prison. Yeah. Um, so be encouraged. Paul was not perfect. Rachel and I do not do this perfectly. Amen. And so yeah. join in this journey yeah. of it's messy, but it's beautiful. That's what the church is. It's messy and beautiful all at once. Yeah. Um, And none of us are going to live it out perfectly. And that's why we don't do it in our own strength. We have to do it depending on the spirit to help us. Yeah. Olivia, as we wrap up, I just like would love to hear because we're very passionate at CC Women's Ministry about practical faith. Yeah. Like we can sit and talk about these big concepts all day. But um, if you're anything like me, I'll sit and listen to it and be like, okay, what do I do now? Like, like, what's my next step? Like, what what am I mm-hmm. supposed to do? And so, Olivia, I'd love to hear if you have any practical application of anything that we've talked about today. Ooh. Um, I actually, this this quote is just picking up on my notes that I'm seeing, and it says, uh, Paul was confident that he was in the center of God's will. Yeah. Um, and so I think just wherever you find yourself today, whatever... You're doing as you're listening to this or whatever the summer is looking like be confident that you are in the center of god's will um and also um yeah check check in with the holy spirit and ask am i living a life worthy of the gospel yeah. and also find people that'll keep you accountable and that <laughs> i think we keep going back to this we're like okay dive into your bibles but also dive into community um be convicted by the word of God and then also be, um, accountable to those around you. Um, so that is my encouragement to you is, am I, am I on fire for the gospel? And how can I live on fire for the gospel? And how can I be held accountable for that? Oh, Rachel. Rachel. Sorry, I she dropped my. Chapstick. She dropped her chapstick. She has to fidget with something. It was a mic drop for you. It was a mic drop. You're welcome. Great. What, what is your wrap up encouragement practicalness? Yeah, I love that. First of all, Olivia, that, um, yeah, in the word with community and also just like ask. Like the Holy Spirit is the helper. Like mm-hmm. ask for help from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think what I would uh, add is um, specifically like this section that. Um, we we talked about of like for me to live as Christ to die as gain. If you hear that or you read that and you're like, man, that really rubs me the wrong way. Like I really don't feel that. Like I really, that's mm. not how. Like those aren't the two options that I see placed in front of my life. And that's not like death feels scary or like um my life isn't fruitful. And I, I and maybe you're even a place where you're like. I don't really, if I'm really honest, I don't want my life to be fruitful. I'm fine, like, living how I am right now. I just, I, I just want to say, like, be honest with those things. Like, bring those things to the Lord. Mm-hmm. If this idea of to live is Christ, to die is gain, rubs you the wrong way, that's okay. Like, bring that to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Bring that to the people around you. Say, like, hey, I really struggle with this. And, and I don't know what this looks like in my life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, maybe even ask the Lord to give you a desire mm-hmm. for your life to look like this. Sometimes we have to ask for the desire of the desire. You know, like, it, like it's this chain. Yep. Um, and, and then the other thing that I would say is, like, get up every morning and, and say it to yourself, for me to live is Christ, to mm-hmm. die is gain. Because when we say something to ourselves, our thoughts directly affect what's in our heart. Mm-hmm. And so... Start forming habits in your thoughts. Say it to yourself every day: "For me to live is Christ; to die is gain." Mm-hmm. And I, I believe, going back to the beginning of um, Philippians, what we talked about last week, that He who started a good work in you mm-hmm. will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is going to be faithful in that as, mm-hmm. as we're asking him to give us this desire mm-hmm. to truly and honestly be able to say for me to live is christ and to die is gain mm-hmm. well i wish i had a chapstick to drop for you <laughs> as your mic drop, but yep he will bring it to completion in you and don't forget to be preaching the gospel to yourself too amen yeah Well, thanks for sticking around with us this week. Uh, We will move right into Philippians 2 next time that we're together. But thanks for getting into the garden with us. May the Lord bless you and have a great week. Bye-bye.